on today's show we've got Nandi and Nandi is currently producing some awesome content for entities like Backwell and Wittaker, um, an award-winning production agency. She runs the Weekend Social, Johannesburg's much-loved monthly brunch party movement, Bloom, which is a bi-monthly conversation platform for women by women that seek to create a safe space for women to share and have meaningful conversations around ambitions, relationships, mental and physical wellness. Fix-It Diaries Brunch and Ride, which is a monthly ladies-only brunch and social ride, and Joho Moms, which is a parenting blog that features um, creative moms and sometimes dads um, around Joburg. So, wow, that is, that is like a crazy bio. How, how do you channel all this energy into all these different things? Well, firstly, that was a 2017 Nandi. So, so you've added 20, more 2018 stuff. Nandi, there have been some slight adjustments. Okay. So um, last year, I made the leap from doing a lot of what you mentioned mm-hmm. as um, passion projects to full-time employment. Okay. So I left Thackwell and Whitaker, which is TNW, the agency I was working for. I was business unit director there. And I mean, in parallel, I was doing all of this. And, you know, at some point something had to give. I had to make some decisions about how I'd be spending my time Mm. in the future and what was worth spending my time on. So last year, November, mid-November, before my 35th birthday, I had my last day at TNW and I began my journey as an entrepreneur and building my own agency called Mamagashaka. Yeah, so... Feel free to ask me about that. <laughs> the name is the name is very 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 interesting. I mean, when I came across your um, social media profiles like a couple of years ago, I was uh, I was very interested to know why Mama Kashaga. Like, what inspires that? Where does it come from? So Mama Kashaga is my nickname. It's been my nickname since um, high school, mm-hmm. and um, as most of us should know. Uh, Shaka Zulu's mother's name was Nandi. Mm. So it was just another way of saying Nandi. Mamaga Shaka is like saying Nandi. Mm. And um, I started using it um, as my social media persona. And okay. I used it as my handle across you know, all platforms. Um, simply because it's, it's what my friends called me. And I embarked on those platforms to make more friends. So mm. it made sense that, you know call me what my friends currently call me. And that's where it started. And because my business is built around community and people, it also felt quite appropriate to, Mm. you know, move with the name and have it be the company name. Mm. And what do you actually do at your agency? I must tell you, I really hate that question. (laughs) It it is, there are very few um questions Mm. things people or scenarios that have me like (laughs) tongue-tied that question like for real like i practice it like i'm like oh god i'm going to an interview i feel like they're gonna ask me this question let me just practice my response right now it makes me feel like that question when people ask you tell me about yourself yes exactly it's like what do you mean where do i start Study like 35 to 36 years just like crammed into like one to three <laughs> polite sentences is a lot of pressure but here goes i'm gonna okay. give i'm gonna give it an attempt so um mama kashaka mm-hmm. um is a company and we 
we basically we create content and experiences mm. for brands that exist within the arts culture and lifestyle spaces so all and this was really inspired by all the stuff that i had created prior to starting the company um and we have our brands and we have the agency side our brands is what we do for ourselves so mm. those are the properties that we've created for ourselves okay. where we've seen gaps in the market so properties like feel good series um which is the monthly rooftop party we have um bloom which is the conversational um platform for creative women and entrepreneurs and i think by the time this podcast goes live um we would have launched our latest property which is called Pantone Sundays mm. and that's so that's those are our brands and then we have the agency which is what we do for others and basically the the scope of that of, of the work we do in in that section like varies from brief to brief um as an example we're the agency for um we're one of the agencies for Art Logic okay. Art Logic owns um three of my favorite properties in the in the country so it's really great that they're awesome. actually a client but they own uh the FNB um Joburg Art Fair okay. they own uh, the Winter Sculpture Fair and they own the Sunlam Handmade Contemporary Fair mm. and we and my um agency well the agency side of Mamakashaka basically designs um the look and feel of um of the two fairs winter sculpture fair and sanam had made contemporary fair we also do their social media strategy mm-hmm. and um and community management so we handle all their pages um inform the content create the content etc for those two brands and then there are other brands that we um we do different stuff for so it always depends on what the job brief is so in the agency side we we like to flex and experiment mm. and play around there's never a straight no i always like to say <laughs> i'll think about it <laughs> <laughs> i love that everything that you're doing is focused around people community and impact and a lot of entrepreneurs nowadays are starting businesses without purpose they're starting businesses just because they want to be seen and they want fame and popularity why is impact and value so important to you well firstly i'd be the first person to tell you that fame and popularity you know are nice things <laughs> <laughs> they're nice things but they can't be drivers mm. um i think i think they are they they like rewards that you'll get so like you know if you and 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 fame is so relative as well because i think fame you need to like you could be really like famous in your community and the average joe may never never know about you mm-hmm. and you know like there're like some really great and amazing people doing profound things changing you know narratives impacting mm-hmm. and changing lives that nobody knows about do you so then do you think there's a thin line between fame and influence Yeah, 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 yeah. I think they're completely different. I don't even think there's a thin line. Mm. I think that, you know, you can be famous for something but not influence, mm. you know, decision or behavior. But if you're an influencer, and I mean that in the most purest, righteous <laughs> um way, the way in which the def- the, the dictionary defines influence, mm. which is, you know, like influencing behavior, you know, having an impact on people mm. influence in that sense uh but back to your question which was like um creating businesses um from purpose rather than fame mm. um etc and 
I, I think that's that, that's something that is informed by the individual. It just depends on what your personal journey or narrative is. I'm a highly introspective and spiritual person. Mm-hmm. I've always, I contemplate um, um, God. I contemplate God and on God a lot. I contemplate on how my, how, what my life, what, my, what is my life's purpose? What am I, when, when I die and someone's reading up my eulogy, you know, like how would I have made the lives of the people around me and, mm. um, and if, if possible, the world a better place? So those are the questions that I often think about. And those questions have informed my identity and my identity, my identity, sorry, has informed my particular pursuit of mm. happiness, which is to create meaningful and or fun experiences that bring people together, mm. you know, to engage, connect, you know, and, and leave having been better for it or having enjoyed themselves on some level. Because enjoyment is part of happy. True. And I want to make people happy. <laughs> what do you think um, our role as content creators are? Especially in the African landscape where the digital um, curve is really just starting to boom and people are out there really looking for quality content. Where yeah. do you think, as, as Africans, what, what, what is our role? How do we drive that narrative? You know, I don't want to be prescriptive because I do think that, you know, everyone has their own journey. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I do think that people just need to be responsible. I think that, you know, when you, and I, and I think responsibility, depending on who you are, also has a different weight. But I think that, you know, when I say responsible, it's like to consider um, your responsibility within your, your, your gender, your race, your geography. Mm-hmm. And I think if people just considered, you know, what, like, you know, how, like what that means for them, we, I wouldn't have, we, no one would have to be prescriptive. I think we'd, we'll automatically align to, you know, create empowering narratives, whether they be racial, sexual, or geographical, if we just always consider responsibility. On the, on the note of um, sexual responsibility, knowing what the African landscape has been like, or just the general landscape in terms of business and female entrepreneurship, um, a lot of um, females were looked down upon and not given the opportunities that um, like males would get in the corporate space, in the creative space, in the entertainment space. Yeah. How, how, how are you changing that narrative? I mean, <laughs> I guess um, as I have like this like poem or prose mm. and it was Marion Williamson. Um, and then like Nelson Mandela quoted it um, at a, a speech um, in his earlier um, years out of prison. But basically it's about, you know, as you, something along the lines of, as you let your own light shine, mm-hmm. you unwillingly or unwittingly give people permission to do the same. So I think when, 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 when I strive, when I succeed, mm-hmm. you know, it's a, it's 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 a catalyst 
It's a, I hope that it's, it inspires other women. So I think on that very basic level, like by just being truthful to myself and my calling and like making sure that I succeed and I'm victorious, I think I, I do contribute to, um, to, to I, I suppose just like, you know, inspiring um, other women to do the same. I know having grown up on the age of like the Oprah Winfrey show, like she was a huge influence to me as to what, um, you know, black people, black women could do. Mm -hmm. And more importantly, on like mission-based like um, companies, like I, 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 I want to be rich. I mean, there's, there's absolutely no shame. <laughs> you all want to be rich. Yeah, no, I want to be, I, I want to be. Do you want five million? No. Five million is a little. <laughs> five, million, five million is not a lot of money, guys. Um, you know, I want I want to be the rich that doesn't have to consider what is um, in the bank account. Mm. I want to be able to travel at a moment's notice without having to consider uh, anything other than time. Mm. Um, I want to be able to afford my 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 family, my son, and people that I love experiences, gifts, and stuff. You know, and I don't have to think about it. I want I want what money gives. You know, <laughs> I want I want what money gives. It's so hard because you know I often get people asking me to mentor them or they'd like to come into the company to intern and I'm always like and I want to make that kind of direct impact I do but I hesitate because I just feel like I'm also like quite early on in my journey mm. and, and 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 mentoring like is a is a full on relationship and I think you have to be ready to take on that relationship um and I suppose I hope that through my platform, um, Bloom particularly, that I am helping to, um, by shining a spotlight on women who are achieving really great things within the community, that it like, you know, it inspires um, other women to do the same. So I think that that's my strategy on <laughs> helping to change the narrative mm. through inspiration. I mean, definitely in the in the future, I'd like to see if there's something more direct mm. that I could do, you know? Like, oh man, I, I daydream about having a foundation. <laughs> I really do. I daydream about having a foundation and having like a cause, but mm. that in itself needs like money. One, <laughs> one of one of the most the most beautiful um things I've noticed about you, and I'm seeing this because I'm also close with um your life partner. Well, at least that's what he calls you. <laughs> <laughs> and um it's it's because like from a personal experience Balancing entrepreneurship, especially when you're a startup or you're building something and um, being in a beautiful commitment is really not the easiest thing. Because yeah. first of all, uh, you're both out trying to make that money. You're both busy running up and down, trying to create things that impact people. How do you how do you balance relationships with business? Um. I suppose all I can do is share my personal, mm. you know, like account and hopefully we can draw something from that. But I think timing is everything. Mm. Uh, the, by the time I met Hussein and, I, and, I, and by the time he met me, the time we met mm. each other, <laughs> we had 
we were ready. So mm-hmm. like I had just come out of, I just, um, I just resigned. Oh, I was I about to resign. Yes, I was about to resign from the weekend social. So mm-hmm. that was four years of like, you know, um, like of a monthly party with like three to five other very strong, mm-hmm. um, willed women. And I also just like, I just come on the back of, I were really like, kind of like imbalanced life where there was just like lots of partying, no, not enough time with like family, too much of everything. Just mm-hmm. like I, I just it just closed the chapter of a life uh, filled with access. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like I think life can be seen as in chapters. So chapter nine, Nandi closed, <laughs> Nandi closed, like in the last sentence, Nandi was like on some house, she was like finished. When we resumed chapter 10, I mm-hmm. just met Hussein. And I, and I, and Hussein was going through something similar. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the time we met each other, we were really in a period of like, Stillness and focus. Mm. Like, I, I I actually had come into that year when I met Hussein on some, I'm not going to get into a relationship. I am going to do X, Y, Z. I'm going to leave the weekend social. The back of leaving the weekend social, I'm going to do this for myself, blah, 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 blah. I don't have time for men or relationship. Mm-hmm. And that's how I entered, you know, the year I met Hussein. And, um, and yeah, I, I, I met him and we, we connected. It was, it, it wasn't for me, like, I, obviously he is a very beautiful man. Um, but for me, like our connection came as a result of like, you know, conversation. Mm-hmm. It was quite, um, spiritual because of the timing mm-hmm. of where we were in our lives and, um, and then grew to quite like business, like, and career focus because we, we have, we, we're basically, we're very similar in the mm. sense that like Hussein's I Am Hussein is basically quite sim- is like similar to my Magashaga, mm. you know. I have Bloom, Hussein has gentle brothers, yeah. you know. Um, I, so, so we, 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 there's a lot of parallels between what we, we've sought to achieve for ourselves and our respective brands. And I think that helped. Mm. But more than anything, I do think that the timing of when we met really was like, I, you know, it's, it's all about when you meet someone, like, mm-hmm. you know, to make that like connection. And I think since then, but like, since then we've just gone from strength to strength. It's been, it's been hard on the both of us having, you know, being as ambitious as we both are, mm-hmm. having as demanding jobs as we have. But, you know, the foundation was <laughs> cemented before all this, you know, took place and we're, 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 we're committed to growing with each other. And when I say committed to growing with each other, like, you know, love, love is easy. Relationships aren't, Mm. you know, relationships take, take commitment. Like it takes like saying, yo, I'm going to stick this through even when, because sometimes it's easier to walk away than to stay in something. But you have, it's like, but you have to see it through and, and it's it's all it's always and it has it has been incredibly worthwhile like the meeting of these two minds mm-hmm. and hearts and spirits. So yeah, like I was just uh, our timing was really like blessed, was like ordained. So I'm really grateful for that. <laughs> you mentioned a very interesting word, one word that I really enjoy when it comes to entrepreneurship and achieving what you really want, and that word is focus. You know, yeah. it's not easy to 
create or to build things that actually change society and change the world if we don't have focus what is what is like your process of creating experiences and creating impactful work how do you go about it oh just <laughs> just in terms of like creating impactful work um Again, it's like on the individual because it, it, it's what matters to me. So I will make time for it. It's what matters to me. So I'll make time for it. Mm. I will create, I will create things around my, the things that I'm passionate about and what I believe my purpose is. Um, but I think just like on focus, I actually have been like going back and forth in it for a while. Like we, we like I have had a, pretty good year for a a, a startup okay. and and I and I'm saying startup what's in inverted what's, commas. What's a pretty good year for a startup? I think that um that I was in a position that I, I I won um quite a number of my of the pitches mm -hmm. that I had um, been invited to. So the fact that we went in like a week into starting the company, we had like a Dalo media pitch um that you know um that we won and then then going into the year in the first like two to three months pitching for you know Sanlam handmade and winter sculpture so and that particular one was like a picture against you know other agencies that are like I completely like respect have been in the game for much longer than mm. me and to win so like it was a very good start to the year we we I started the year like our financial year with like two retainers mm. well three so like that was beyond filled series and bloom. So that was a good start. <laughs> on that on that note of pitching, what do you think? Let me just say this. Let me put it this way. Give me or give us rather three key essentials to win a pitch. Three tips of how you can go about putting a pitch together and actually winning it. Because I feel like as entrepreneurs, we all have brilliant ideas and concepts, but communicating that to the clients and actually pushing the client to say yes we want to buy in with this is yeah. the struggle i ha like i think okay tip one mm -hmm. um make sure it's within your lane the okay. thing that you're pitching for so within your lane in the sense that like um like make sure that you a have the required skills um okay. that, that that the brief has requested but also for me, it was I like level deeper where I also, um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't like other people do it. I don't. I don't really particularly believe in punching too far up my, you know, your what your, my, your numbers. Yeah, a way to there's a boxing phrase, but like, <laughs> but for in, as a, a really good example, when we were when um when the art logic opportunity came up, mm -hmm. it was it was actually to pitch across all three of their brands. Okay. I chose not to pitch for the F&B, for the one job, because I was like, you know what? We don't know enough about the art world. Mm -hmm. I don't think we'll come up with an ex execution or creative that will do this particular fair justice. That, that's, I, I chose not to pitch on that. And I said, and I, and, and I felt that I knew enough about, you know, local design 
and had and had and you know and artisans that mm-hmm. I could actually that I had something to offer HMC. I felt that I knew enough in terms of you know um, what was required of the Winter Sculpture Fair in order to do that. So that's what I mean about like staying in your lane. Like con- consider like is this is this something that I can take on? Can mm-hmm. I bring an interesting and new perspective to it? Am I well versed in this? Yeah, and and I think there are times where you can you know choose things that are slightly out your lane but i think yeah for me that that's something just know that this is something that you 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 were meant to be mm-hmm. like you must read the pit the, the brief and be like this was written for me mm-hmm. this is perfect and that's how i felt with the two of the three um briefs and then the second when it comes to pitching is i think listen to the mm-hmm. brief um having come from an agency background i don't know how many times I have had like pictures come my way and people have just chosen to not, to just not tick the boxes. I think you can always deliver over and above in your pitch or um, or, or have alternatives mm-hmm. and, and provide why you've gone this direction. But you have to answer the immediate needs of your client. And I think, and for me, it's whether you agree with them or not, it's not your job. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's not your job. You've been called to assist. But in the same breath, I think that sometimes as like, as creatives, as like creative directors, as art directors, as conceptual um, thinkers, as strategists, sometimes we also need to look through and beyond the brief. Mm. Sometimes someone can come to you and say, hey, I want you to create X, Y, Z for me. And you know, I, I think a well-versed like creative director is one that goes cool, notes them, but then goes beyond and says, and tries to understand the mm. objectives of why you've come out to these outputs so that they can say, oh, so that's what you're trying to achieve. And you've suggested these elements because you think that will, you know, get you there. However, in my 20 or 30 years of experience, mm. I've seen that this, this could also do it. And then you're able to. And so I think it's always important to listen um, to the brief, ad- adhere to it to some extent, but I also think that it's also important to like you know see to 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 see what what perhaps your client doesn't themselves have the expertise to articulate. Mm. You know, sometimes clients like to solve things for you, and you want to say you want to solve it. You're like, no, I'm here to solve it. Exactly. But I think that there's a very fine balance. So when I pitch, I try take the boxes and I try, um, I try see beyond the boxes and I try, and then I will provide a little bit extra. Mm-hmm. And then the third thing is, um, Ooh, it's a secret thing. It's a secret <laughs> the third thing is the truth of the matter is it doesn't more times than any, it doesn't, People want to work with people that they like. True. So the chemistry of you and your team matters. So when you are presenting, you know, the connection you have with your client while you're presenting, it matters. Um, so, and the, and then also the dynamics of you and your team, just from like how each of you are presenting. So for, like, for instance, when you like, 
when one person presents one section and another person presents another section, I'm like, for me, that's a that's a commentary on your team dynamics as well. Mm-hmm. And like, and, and that could be the dynamic that, you know, a particular client like likes, or you have more like fluid presentations where people are speaking, you know, are tag teaming each other through each other. And it feels like it's, it's a very cohesive team, you know, like, and I think sometimes people don't consider that when they're presenting. Um, whether you're going in alone or not by yourself, all mm. these things are for like considerations. So those are some of my three <laughs> tips and considerations. Wow. The third one was the third one sounded like a very interesting secret because you were like, hmm, should I tell be- them? Because on- because honestly speaking, we like I have been in situations where um, we weren't necessarily. And it happens across many different like um, combinations. A, there's situations where you weren't necessarily the best um, uh, um, creative, and it happens. But the team dynamics were better, and the client was on some. I have a quick. Um, there's a, the turnaround for this thing is ridiculous. I need. A, I need to be working with a team or with people I feel like I can get along with, mm-hmm. or blah sure. blah blah. And you'll see, and that might trump, you know. And I mean, it always, the creative always matter. The strategy always matter. Don't get me wrong. You're not going to get the job if that stuff was shit. I'm saying that, you know, you, you, group A may have come in with like, I could have done a hundred percent on creative and strategy. And I could have come in and I could have done like 90% on each. Mm. But like the third thing, which was actually the final thing, the final consideration for that particular job or project was team dynamics. This team, the way that they talk, the way that they gel, makes me think that I can, this is the team that I can do this with in these mm. turnarounds or whatever. So sometimes it's so it's just like to understand and to try like, and really gauge what are going to be the, I suppose, deciding factors mm. of winning that brief. It it's like and it's yeah it's it's different from job to job i've had instances where we maybe didn't meet the um, the the brief like we didn't answer the the brief in terms of the objective mm. but the creative was so beautiful and like like and like the elements were so amazing that mm. the client was like listen I can tell you can do some pretty like cool shit and some you can create mm. beautiful work. You didn't answer my brief, but like I'm still content oh, to go with you. <laughs> and then you end up while having the while while actually having gotten the job, mm. redoing everything. But they really they they trust um, your cre- the creative capabilities of your team because that's what really mattered to them there. Whereas someone else could get it, but maybe their elements weren't that well executed. Mm-hmm. Maybe they lacked an innovation. So it's it's just not that black and white. And I think that yeah, you just there's a lot of considerations to winning a pitch. Mm-hmm. Even the even me giving you three is like yo, it's like three of like. 20, 30, 40, 50, depending on the job, uh, depending on the client, depending on so many other factors. Okay. Just um, before we close off, I want I want you to actually just like, in terms of the African landscape and entrepreneurship, what are some of the challenges that you faced and how are you overcoming that through your work? Mm, I think some of the challenges that we face is, you know, the value of our work. I think, um, and this is definitely not a new challenge as far as, you know, the 
as far as the creative community is concerned, it's the value of you know your ideas, the value of um, of, of creative outputs. It's 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 insane. It's like you know on one hand someone's willing to pay like you know I don't know like half a bar um, for a Nelson Magamo, but you know will freak out when you send them a quote for like I, I suppose like a visual identity for like a hundred thousand. Why do you think that is? Um. Uh, I think a part of it is there's there's just some education, mm. you know. A p- part of what we still have to do in our quoting and when we're presenting our um, the money and the creative is like is educate the client. But for me now, it's just come down to I've like I've simplified this just like for my personal sanity, where I tell <laughs> people you must understand that we are working on on time we're all time-based professions here so however long it takes you like and that's the thing like it's going to take the designer x amount of time to do this so for me then once i get them to understand that you are you're not just buying the output Mm -hmm. you're paying for time and if I tell you this is how long it's going to take us, that is how long it's going to take us. If I tell you that is the rate of each person, then, you know, then you take the rate, you times by the hours, and, you know, we, we come up where we come out. It's not debatable. But I think in understanding the parts that, you know what, money, time is money. That's mm-hmm. well, And I think everybody understands and respects that concept. And creative community, the same, it's it's the same thing. It's the same thing. I'm sure you're going to get some clients go, but why would that take you eight hours? What or is rendering? You, you get a client that says, okay, cool. Why are you guys charging me so much for a visual identity? Because like, I feel as, as a creatives, when let's say a client comes to us and says, I need a logo and we charge that client 10 grand and then like why is the logo 10 grand because i mean also if you're selling through one line items let's say 10 grand there's a problem there in itself and i think that um you know having been in production for like i think for like eight to ten years i have a certain way of thinking so for me it's you know everybody has their rate their hourly rate right and the hourly rate is the dependent on your weight mm. right whether you're a junior mid or a senior, senior. and um and, and and that's where you start you know so when i even get quotes i look at the rate and i and i'll say to someone oh based on this rate i assume you have x amount of years of experience you know and talent is great but x amount of experience also matters and I, and I, and and i know that it can get a little bit difficult to balance the two in order to mm. come out and say, okay, cool, I'm a middleweight or I'm a heavyweight. But let's just say, like, the, the everyone defines, um, you know, that based on years of experience. So from not to five years, give or take, you're a junior. You know, from, like, you know, six to, like, maybe, like, I don't know, 10 to 12 years, you're a mid, and then plus you are a senior. And then, obviously, the level of quality creative you are should have a determining factor on all those three things. And then if you tell me, listen, um. I am, this is my rate. This is, this is the things that I have to do in order to get to your, 
your logo. Mm-hmm. There's there's a research phase. There's conceptualizing. Yes. There's like initial uh, sketches and scamping. Then there's like color variations. And then also people don't understand. It's not about you don't when you deliver when you're working on a visual identity. You don't just deliver a logo. You deliver mm-hmm. the, deliver the logo and its various applications. Mm-hmm. For you to have gotten to those applications, you needed to have tested them. So you need to be allowed time to test it. So. And I think sometimes when people quote with one line item and don't take people through the journey, mm-hmm. I love seeing a cost estimate that says, yo, conceptualization, mm-hmm. this allows for two reverse. But like the more detail that you can put into a quote to educate people on our process, because that is also what you're paying for. True. You're paying for process and output, mm-hmm. you know, and like people just want to people just think of the output and they don't think or understand or are privy to the process. And I think that's where we let ourselves down. Mm. Awesome. This has been a beautiful conversation. I wish it had gone forever because I've <laughs> learned so much. <laughs> I've really learned a lot. Um, thank you so much for coming. I really enjoyed this time. And that's been all for Pioneers vs Pretenders. See you guys on the next episode.